After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today we're joined by Lincoln Jacoby, who is a young entrepreneur on his way to being a media mogul. In 2003, he was recognized in the 40 Under 40. In 2004, he was named Entrepreneur of the Year by the Honolulu Filipino Chamber of Commerce and this year was recognized as a regional SBA Journalist of the Year. Well, thank you for coming to the show, Lincoln. Thank you. It's very um, wonderful to be here to share our experiences in business. Can you explain, first off, all these 10 million things that you're doing? I mean, we it's hard for us to even keep track. Sure. Um, our company is, we have three different companies. One of them is Hawaii Pacific Entertainment, and that's at hawaiipacificentertainment.com. It's a media and entertainment company. We do sports and entertainment management and marketing, of which some of our clients include Jasmine Shias from American Idol, mm -hmm. where we actually handle her, rep her representation here in Hawaii, and also Camille Velasco, Nohilani Supriano, Tracy Taguchi, and other entertainers here locally. So what we do for them is we handle their endorsements, their some of their business relationships, their community involvement, their gigs, um, their um, and several other aspects of the entertainment field, TV, um, publicity, et cetera, et cetera. We also do television, film, and video production. We also do some a lot of special event work here in the audience. We're going to be working with Disney, with Buena Vista Home Entertainment, and we'll be doing a red carpet event for Lost and also for Lilo and Stitch 2. That'll be coming out very shortly. It'll be very private. Not everyone will know about it, but just a little tidbit for your show and your listeners that that's coming down the line. We just did a big event with Mercedes-Benz, Honolulu, Jaguar, and Porsche. We did a private close on the showroom, had a big event for top CEOs and presidents and vice presidents and directors in Hawaii's business. We had about 100 guests, and we did a technology preview for them. So we were able to showcase technology through the vehicles that they have in their showroom, and it was called like a lifestyle technology preview where we were able to sh pre-showcase technology that can be used in, for the mobile executive. So we do a lot of events with um, Sprint, with um, that's what the sponsor was for that particular event, and also with the other um, Mercedes and other types of companies that really need help organizing really powerful, high energy, good events here in Hawaii. We also interface in a lot of er other areas. We did the casting for when American Idol came to Hawaii at the Aloha Stadium. We were the company that they used for that. And I was personally the production assistant for Paula Abdul, Ryan Seacrest, Randy Jackson, and um, Simon Cowell. And most people think Simon is actually mean, but he's actually a really nice person in real life. <laughs> so it was really fun working on that project. Um, since then, we've done casting for The Swan for Fox Television. Um, we also did the casting recently for The Biggest Loser on NBC. And we also are involved in a few more casting coming up. Um, we'll be sure to let you know more about what we have coming down the pipes shortly for any other casting um, projects that we have here locally. 
how many companies is that then? I mean, it, are they all one company and it's several divisions or? Well, Hawaii Pacific Entertainment is one company, and mm-hmm. that's that company provides about five different types of services. Everything that is involved in that company is relates somehow to media and entertainment in some fashion. Mm-hmm. So pretty much that's what we do on that side of the house. So it's a lot of promotion and setup. We do a lot of concerts. Recently promoted the. Um, Extreme Wars X1 Ultimate Fighting event at the Blaisdell Arena recently. And we brought in national Ultimate Fighting um, celebrities out from the mainland who actually fought local teams here. It was a Hawaii team versus the mainland team. And that was really interesting. We worked on the Janet Jackson HBO concert here several years ago. We worked with Pink. We worked with Dennis Rodman. We worked with Genuine. Of how, how did they find you? I mean, do you find uh, them or they find you? Our company... It's both. Primarily, they find us because there's not many people that do what we do here in Hawaii. We have a very niche market, Mm -hmm. um, very targeted towards um, producers, executive producers, event companies, casting companies, talent representation. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Lincoln Jacoby, who is a young entrepreneur on his way to being a media mogul. In 2003, he was recognized in the 40 Under 40. In 2004, he was named Entrepreneur of the Year by the Honolulu Filipino Chamber of Commerce. And this year was recognized as a Regional SBA Journalist of the Year. How did you get started with this? I mean, it's, you know, it's a niche market. And, mm-hmm. you know, you said you, you're one of the few companies that provide these services. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in company and how did you go ahead and get started? Our company is nine years old. Actually, I started from the travel industry. In the travel industry, a long time ago, I think I met a producer that wanted help with some projects. So we started that route. We started helping a few promoters in the mainland here locally with um, event coordination, concert promotions, etc. Et was that on the side of That of was the job on the or? side of my previous background in hotel industry management and in travel industry management in general. My previous background prior to opening up my companies where I spent a lot of years in the um, travel industry. So I worked for Aloha Airlines for eight years. I worked at Sheraton for over 10 years. I worked at the Hilton Hawaiian Village for several years. Uh, Mark, I helped start up Mark Resorts with the original founders. Uh, when I was with Mark Resorts, there were only two properties. And mm-hmm. when I left three years later, there were 24 properties. How statewide. old were you at that time? Um, at the time that I was working in management for Mark Resorts as a hotel manager, I was 21. 
I had a very early start. Did you go to college or? I was going to college while uh, while working up in the corporate environment, working my way out. I should. So say. you were going to college. You had a, a job, mm-hmm. and then you also were doing these things on the side. Correct. Right. So I, I was very involved. For example, at Aloha Airlines, when I was twenty, in my early twenties, I was president of the inner line. And most people that are in the airline industry know that the inner line is where all the airlines that are hubbed here in Honolulu get together and throw this big these big parties. And they used to be like five, sometimes 500 or more people from the industry at these clubs and um, restaurants. How can you have so many friends? <laughs> no, that's not my oh. friends. Those are all the in- that's the industry. So they have to join this organization. It's a nonprofit organization that they put together all these big events. And I actually had a really good start planning big events with restaurants and clubs and promoters and and that's how really I got involved in the business it's a combination of working in the industry in the travel industry and then working with people that are in the entertainment industry so we kind of um, coupled that together and created Hawaii Pacific Entertainment but I mean was it a accumulation of of all those years or did you always know you wanted to do that did you know you wanted to be in your own business I mean mm-hmm. well of course when I was very you know, in high school or even before that in intermediate school, I always wanted to do something in, in media and mm-hmm. journalism and television. Did you always magazine. want to be an entrepreneur, though? No, that's the thing. We never get told that in school. You get told that you go to school, get good grades, go to college, and you get a good job. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you to go to school and then become an entrepreneur, whether you're 18, 19, or 30 years old. That that That's not a philosophy that's in the at the time going to school was never really um, communicated to students back then but i know Still for a fact isn't. yeah I, I know for a fact that it, it is getting a little bit better where recently we i judged the um 2005 um, high school business plan and marketing plan competition and i also for the first annual event actually was one of the speakers along with um the the owner and founder of cinnamon grow and also oh. Dustin Shindo, who's also another no. young... Hoku Scientific. Hoku, with Hoku Scientific, right. So the three of us were the f- at the first annual business plan um, competition for the Department of Education and for the UH College of Business. We were um, the young entrepreneurs that were featured in this particular program. How old were the students that were participating? Students are in high school, so they're 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. You know, right before 18. What, what did you think of their plans? I mean... You know... Amazingly, their plans were excellent. Uh-huh. I, I was very surprised. I had chicken skin because the amount of information that is being taught to students about business today really is something that I wish was done when we were going to school because it would have provided me a better, better opportunity. I think in mm-hmm. the long run, I did. I was a member of Junior Achievement at at Damien mm-hmm. um, School, and that's what really taught me true lessons of business a lot. Because I took junior achievement in, I think, in seventh grade, and I took it again in high school. But it wasn't provided at my school, so I had to go to another school. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The greater good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? 
Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Lincoln Jacoby. When you're growing up or when you're in your, you know, started getting into business, did you feel any racial pressure at all? Racial in terms of my ethnicity? Yeah. Um, not too much ethnicity because I have so many. I have uh-huh. Scotch, Irish, German, Dutch, English, Filipino, Chinese. I have so many diversity in terms of ethnicity. So I could kind of relate to a lot of people here in Hawaii. And in the mainland, people always think that we're Hawaiian. So, you know, you look at someone that has a Polynesian or Hapahaoli look, you know, then they they kind of think that you're Hawaiian because you're not black, white, or Hispanic. How about your age, though? Oh, in terms of age, um, believe it or not, um, I had a couple instances where I almost cried because I mm-hmm. felt extremely discriminated against in terms of my age and possibly the lack of being a business owner at the time of our first year of, in opening. So I had a few challenging experiences that I used to actually help me turn that around for future business meetings or business relations and I use it always towards my benefit that I actually experienced something really bad and these two instances were with two different types of companies in the tech industry at the time who were already established and they just really didn't want to open their doors it was really I felt discriminatory in terms of our like I said age they didn't foster or try to help provide an environment for us to grow were you competing with them? or No, not that? at all. Oh. They were just prospects for our customers in terms of our business. Oh, so you called upon them and right. they just kind of jacked you around. Right, exactly. So, you know, in when you're first starting your business, you're doing cold calling, you're making personal visits, you're, you know, literally walking the pavement and pounding the pavement mm-hmm. out there, I should say. And, yeah, we had, a f- I personally had two bad experiences, but I, like I said, turned it around into a positive and um, really learned a lot from those messages. That's the fuel that keeps you going oh, in yeah. the hard times. You think about them. Exactly. I really thought about them a lot uh-huh. in the first, you know, shortly after that. And then it went away. Yeah. I wanted to go back to how you talked about um, the beginning of starting as an entrepreneur. You, as you said, many of us in this generation were not taught in school how to be an entrepreneur, how to think business-like-minded, um, how to run our own business, how to make decisions, market basically do all the things that you're doing. How did you learn it and how did you figure it out? Was there someone that guided you or was it just sink or swim? Well, luckily for me, I had an early start trying to climb the corporate ladder like I was told to. I I was exposed early on, shortly after graduation. I was exposed to management at a very early age of 18. How'd you get that? I just happened to work my way up through... I was at the time working for my first travel company at Pleasant Travel Services, which is now owned by AAA Travel. So Pleasant Hawaiian Holidays at the time was one of the, and still is today's biggest um, domestic wholesaler of travel here into Hawaii. And currently they use um, ATA to you know transport their customers here to Hawaii and then back to usually the West Coast. Well, Mm -hmm. I started with that company back in the early days as a airport representative and within a year I moved into um, their sales briefing department and became 
the head of that department actually at <laughs> a really early age. Did they ask? I mean, they just said, "Wow, this guy's great," and they asked you, or were there things that you concentrated on? I mean, how do you move up that quickly? Um, I think it's basically your performance. So you know, I performed well. I had great attendance, um, and it actually helped that I had background in accounting because I was the head of the all of the cashiers of that department that were transacting the tour sales, mm-hmm. planning itineraries, and our. Our, the revenue that came in was astronomical in one day. So my job was to um, head that department and be, I was in charge of all the money that came in and mm. interfacing with the bank, making the bank deposits and also interfacing with the accounting department that was at the corporate office. So I used to wait for the armored car delivery every day to pick up the money. And that was when I was 18 years old. And shortly after that, at 18, I also got another job in the hotel industry at Market Resorts as an agent for the front desk. And within one year, became the supervisor of that department. And then the following year, became the assistant manager of the hotel. What made you leave? I mean, if you're kind of on this fast track, mm-hmm. I mean, you can almost see CEO level soon or, or, or you know, Possibly. president or something. Possibly. And then that goes back to what Carrie was saying. You know, why did I decide to or how did I get the experience to go on my own? And that actually working for other startup companies actually helped me gain the experience because I was fortunate to learn from being with someone, uh, learning the startup uh, operations of a startup um, hotel company, which was Market Resorts. Like I said, when we started, we only had two properties. And when we left, when I left three years later, we had 24 properties. Mm -hmm. So learning about, learning and growing with a startup company prior to me opening my own taught me a a lot of lessons. And that wasn't the only company I started started up for someone else. So I also started up another company called Pleasant Island Holidays. It was a different division Hmm. of Pleasant Hawaiian Holidays. So I actually went to go and start that company with the um, original team that was tasked to open up the neighbor island division for that company. And then I also did a pre-launch with um, Doubletree Hotel. So I kind of worked at different places that that allowed me to be exposed to how a beginning company should be ran and then learned from that and took it on my own. And then I told myself, do I really want to be working for making all this money for someone else versus making it for myself? Because at the time the Gulf War was happening, people were getting laid off at my, you know, with some of my employees got laid off, some of the managers got laid off. So I could really see that life is really, you can't really bank on just working for someone and expecting a paycheck and benefits and hours and a job security. That really, for me, it really was a, the writing was on the wall from, from, I believe, the Gulf War time period when it tremendously affected employment and employers and how they interface with their employees at that time. And that was, I believe, in 1991, I believe, is when the Gulf War hit. So about that time period, and then I opened my company in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2000... How old were you when you started it? I was 25 years old when I started our company. Um, so it's about, for me, 10 years in business now. Did it seem like it was risky in the beginning, or you just said, you know what, you didn't see any risk really doing uh, it? Our company was extremely risky because I put my condominium on the on the line for my SBA loan, as my business partner put his house down on on the line as well. So in order to get our SBA funding with um, our bank, we actually had to put as collateral both of our real estate and some other collateral that we actually owned. Hmm. So for me, it was... For both of us, we decided that we're going to have to make this work or we're both going to lose our homes. 
So we decided to work hard and work as many long hours as needed to to make it successful. And luckily, we we paid off the loan with before it actually was due. So we paid off our SBA loan in about two and a half years. Was it a seven-year SBA loan? It was actually a three-year SBA loan, and we okay. paid off in two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we really wanted to pay that first mm-hmm. to make sure that the um, the loan was paid off, and then we could prosper from there. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Feeling fine, we're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, for bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Lincoln Jacoby, who is a young entrepreneur on his way to being a media mogul. In 2003, he was recognized in the 40 Under 40. In 2004, he was named Entrepreneur of the Year by the Honolulu Filipino Chamber of Commerce. And this year was recognized as a Regional SBA Journalist of the Year. I'm so impressed listening to all of these things you did. I mean, you were just recently recognized in the 40 under 40, which makes you a very young, successful person. You've had so many jobs and experiences and career choices. I mean, how do you how do you manage your time on a daily basis? And mm. what does your day usually consist of? Well, time management is definitely something I have to learn fast because I, while going to college, I had three jobs and going to college at the same time. So it was always, for me, a time management essential part of my life. So I, today I, I practice the same things I've done back then, juggling, you know, making sure all the balls are up in the air and employees are getting paid, clients, vendors are getting paid, businesses being brought in, employees are happy, customers are happy. You know. How are you pri- prioritizing that? Um, I think it, it depends on what actually the... Because you run it through your head, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everything, yeah, goes through my head, and it goes through paper that goes to my directors and through my imp- management staff and to our associate. So, we have a great team of employees and tremendous support to me and uh-huh. our vision. But if you have a hundred things to do today, mm-hmm. how do you know which one is going to be first, which one's going to be second, which one's going to be third, or is it more what's urgent at the time, or how well, are you organizing? Well, in our business, things come f- down the pipeline very fast, like. Sometimes we could get a good example is um, 
what is that called? Uh, well, let's take the Janet Jackson concert, mm-hmm. for example, that happened with HBO. We were literally called the week before, two weeks before the concert, and we had to drop everything to just handle that one customer. So everything else got put on hold, whatever we were working on. How do you manage that, though? You have to drop everything, which mm-hmm. means you have... What the other clients say? How do you how do you manage that? Well, like I mean, we still you know try to keep all the customers happy and not let them know what we're going through internally <laughs> in the office. So, it's a, a you know we have to put on a a good customer service hat on and explain to the customer that you know we may not be able to get it to you today, but we'll definitely get it to you in about a week or so. So, there's time management essential skills that we have to implement within ourselves and our customers. So, that has kept us going allowing us to bring in business, take on some big projects while actually still servicing our our regular customers, you know, the customers that still mean a lot to us. I know that you're extremely busy. Can you talk to us a little bit about the uh, community work that you're doing and the nonprofit work? And more specifically, how does that tie into your business? And, you know, how does that basically help even your bottom line? Well, our company's philosophy is to always help the community in whatever way we can in terms of what we know and we know well, which is we've been in the high technology industry. So in the past nine years, we created a technology news network and that houses Flavors of Technology TV on OC16 on Mm -hmm. Time Warner Cable. We also have a television show called Tech Buds that's on KHON Fox 2. And we also produce a weekly segment on KHON 2 Morning News with Kirk Matthews that's every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. And we provide a up-to-date, quick tip and information on what the latest is in terms of technology happening locally, internationally, and nationally. And we also have a weekly radio show on Clear Channel Communications on KHVH AM 830 that's held every Thursdays from 3.30 to 4 p.m. And that's called Dot Biz Talk Radio. We also have our technology events that we house under the Technology and Internet Expo. We also produce the annual intellectual property licensing conferences and we also produce an annual f- um, event f- to award and recognize those in the tech industry called the High Tech Leader Awards. And that's usually held in the month of September, October time period. And that's coming up soon. In terms of the nonprofit work that we do, we created our own 501c3 nonprofit foundation. It's a separate um, corporation from our private companies. And we use that as a tool to actually raise funds and work with schools on computers for schools, programs, helping teachers and students educate themselves to help bridge the digital divide. We also try to use that for programs that we created ourselves. We also created the Technology Scholarship Fund, where we actually will be providing scholarships to students who would like to major in science or technology um, programs in college. So we're going to be helping students that are at minority, that have financial aid issues, that that are less privileged um, in some areas. We're going to help um, women in technology as well. So there's several areas that we are interested in helping through the foundation. Another program we created was the Children Without Computers program, where we actually help students and teachers buy computers for themselves, for the classrooms, or for the students to take home to do their homework or projects. So that's a project that's also through the Pacific Technology Foundation that we are able to use to help the community. In fact, all, all the time, the charity never benefited really what our business did as a business. Mm-hmm. We were in the media and entertainment business, but we were giving out money to other types of nonprofit organizations or volunteering for other nonprofit organizations that really never 
necessarily hit the heart for me or they're kind of not they're not on point with yeah exactly they, right like off off the bullseye kind of yeah they weren't like in line yeah. with our what our mission was mm-hmm. and I looked around the state of Hawaii to find any type of nonprofit charitable foundation or organization mm-hmm. that maybe we could partner with and I unfortunately didn't find any so I decided to cr- talk to my and my lawyer um, that specializes in um, building foundations and nonprofits for companies and he was able to help me put together our entire c- company this 501c3 nonprofit charitable foundation here in Hawaii to help these programs that we want to start we didn't find anyone that was doing anything directly to help the students and teachers locally and whether they're in public or private schools educate them um, and keep them updated with all the fast-changing technologies that are occurring every day so that's pretty much what we decided to do and quite honestly I'm not sure if other companies will want to you know jump on the bandwagon with what I feel you know is charitable Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.